0: Hello, and welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Uh, It's been a while since I've done one of these solo things, so we'll try to keep this short. And as non-spoilery as possible, I might do what Justin did recently and insert a spoiler break, although it won't have that neat sound effect and all that, because I have no clue how to do that. Um, What I am here to give you a quick review of is the... 2022, B.J. Novak written and directed film *Vengeance*, uh, starring Novak, Boyd Holbrook, Issa Rae, and Ashton Kutcher. I literally just finished watching this about two minutes ago, so I wanted to get my thoughts down. Um, I uh, sought this movie out because of Novak. I'm a fan of his from his time on *The Office*, obviously, as most people I think would, who are fans of his, would say that as. That's probably still his most prominent role to this point. Um, he it looks like I said he wrote and directed this film as well. It's about a guy named Ben who is a a writer for The New Yorker, and he's trying to come up with an idea for a podcast uh, which you know sort of ends up becoming a commentary on um the rash of true crime podcast because he gets a phone call from a guy in Texas who is the brother of a girl that he hooked up with and probably went on a couple dates with maybe um and she's dead and he he uh his, her family believes him to be like a long-term boyfriend i guess so he kind of ends up getting dragged down to Texas for a funeral and he has this idea to um to do a podcast basically talking about the, the, for lack of a better term, the cultural divide between people in blue states and red states essentially. And how, you know, the, um, just the different, whoops, computer, um, just the different views on how the world works. And I mean, you know, and it does turn into a, you know, where he initially goes down there to try to do, podcast that seems kind of exploitative um in the sense of you know he's basically just trying to point out the difference in thought patterns in uh different people in certain geography and it comes off kind of douchey and exploitative and that's generally you know novak is pretty good at playing douchebags um and uh so boyd holbrook plays the brother and he's convinced that she was murdered. So he sort of, he sort of gets Novak to entertain that idea in the sense of, oh, he can turn it into like a true crime podcast, like serial or something. Um, So he ends up interviewing her entire family and a bunch of people in the town that they live in, in Texas. And uh, he starts to think that there might be something to that. Um, I don't. Know how spoilery I want to get here. This is gonna be really short, probably. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna put in a a break here for the rest of this. Uh, so I'm gonna give you a five count, and uh, at that after that, if you're still listening to this, you will be spoiled. So five, or three, two, one. You were warned. Okay. So, um, through a series of interviews that the Novak character does, um, the continuous thing he keeps hearing is, you know, the, the public, the public account of this girl's death is that it was an overdose, and, you know, he, he doesn't know her real well, I mean, it, it's pretty much put across that they, you know, maybe went on a couple dates or something, and. He'd been doing that with several women at the time, so it's not like he was particularly attached to her or anything. Um, But, you know, so he just kind of goes along with that, and then everyone around her says, oh, there's no way she would overdose because she never even took Advil, and that just keeps getting repeated. And what I didn't think about at the time was that, you know, it almost seemed... If I had been thinking, it almost seemed like too rehearsed that they all said that in exactly the same way. Um, So, what you find out over time is that, you know, she was actually doing drugs and the brother was hiding it and the family was sort of hiding it. And the reason they believe that she had been in some sort of long term relationship with the Novak character is because. She had put him put his name in her phone as code for her. You know, she was actually corresponding with her drug dealer under that name. And the fact that they thought that she was constantly texting this guy is why they believed her to be him to be her uh, significant other, where it was actually Uh, regular correspondence with her drug dealer. Um, So. Uh, you know, this goes on, this is a fairly short film. It's about an hour 48. Um, and, uh, so it's, it's tightly done. Um, there's some obvious, like, fish out of water stuff that they do with Novak, as he's very much like a New York guy. He writes, as I said, he writes for the New Yorker. He's trying to, uh, expand to podcasting. Um, Issa Rae plays his, like, podcast editor, and she's, Pretty funny in the couple scenes she gets, but in a different way than anything else I've seen her in, which isn't much. I admit it was mostly that uh, Netflix movie she did with Camille Ladjiani. I think it was two years ago, which was decent. Um, but you know, she's constantly calling him out on how much of a douchebag he is, and um, you know, trying to as he gets further and further into the into the like mystery slash conspiracy of it she's trying to like rein him in somewhat in that she doesn't want him to get killed by these people who just carry guns around openly. Um so you know I don't want to get into exactly how it ends because I know I'm in in like a spoiler section, but why would you bother to see this if I told you exactly how it was gonna end. So I'm not gonna do that. But um I do want to credit Novak for um, this is fairly well written. Um he's got a decent eye direction wise. I mean, he takes advantage of the of the territories in. It was probably filmed somewhere in the South. Maybe it actually was filmed in Texas, I'm not sure. Um, but he does have a decent eye for the use of that space. Um I will say that there are some like you know, there are some like diatribes in it from multiple characters that could be looked at as like Oh, he's taking a position on, you know, whether Southern people are all idiots because they listen to jackholes like Trump and just believe anything that comes out of his mouth. Like, you know, and there is, you know, Trump is never directly referenced, but, I mean, they do talk about, you know, it's sort of obliquely danced around that that's what they're talking about. Um, And, you know... To a certain extent, if you're going to be talking about using that kind of thing, like the the division between red and blue states as a starting point, I mean, you almost kind of can't not have that. Um, but I will say that he does he writes it in such a way where it's not like it's kind of diatribe, but I never feel like I'm being preached at. It just seems like naturally how these characters would view that situation, um, rather than, you know, a lot of times when certain directors or writers feel the need to stick this stuff in movies or TV shows, it just becomes, like, out of character for the actual people to be saying the stuff, and it just, you can tell, like, oh, this is the writer or director talking right now. I mean, it probably helps a little bit that, you know... Novak did write this whole thing, and he directs it, so it's sort of all his viewpoint to begin with, which at least makes it sort of uniform. Um, And the other thing I was kind of surprised by is I knew that he, you know, before watching this, I knew that he had written and directed it. I had no idea he was actually the star of it. Um, He always struck me as the kind of guy that would write or direct things and then not put himself in them. Um, But I thought he did a pretty decent job. I mean, he's never going to... I think if he's going to be a lead in movies, it's going to have to be stuff that he creates for himself. I don't think he's going to be somebody that, you know, a big studio is going to go to for... If this had been like a, a big studio, murder mystery, conspiracy sort of movie, he is not somebody that I think a studio would go to to be be the lead of it like maybe if he took this pitch to a big studio and they liked it you know he'd be able to write it or direct it I don't think a big studio would have actually let him star in it and he does a decent job with it I mean there is some stuff about you know how he you know initially he has no and he's not you know openly abusive about it early on or anything, but he has very little respect for these people in Texas that, you know, cause he kind of has the same thing of like, he views them as what the quote unquote liberal leaning media would look at them as like, Oh, these are just a bunch of uh, Southern idiots. Um, and he does, you know, his experiences with this family does kind of change his viewpoint. And that, you know, some people will write off this entire thing as like, oh, well, that's where it's preachy because, you know, nobody would turn around on this that quickly if you had these views of these people. Um, and maybe that's true, but it wasn't... I didn't feel like I was being hammered by the by some sort of uh, agenda messaging about it. I just thought it was a, a decent little uh, murder mystery movie that... You know, he, uh, that Novak wrote and directed and all that stuff. And this clearly must have been some idea he had based on something or other. Um, you know, it's a commentary on the whole, on the whole true crime podcast thing and essentially trying to craft a, craft a story from the, from real life events that had generally had pretty negative effects on some family somewhere, you know, and most of those crime podcasts are like that. That's why I don't listen to them generally because they're... I also kind of feel they're sort of exploitative and, like, you start to not view these real people who have this horrible thing happen to them as people. You start to view them as, like, characters in a story, which is really kind of a shitty way to go. Um, Like, I listened to Serial when it first came out and it was about that kid that Supposedly raped and murdered his girlfriend and whatever. And, like, I found myself getting kind of creeped out by just the way that, that people seem to view it. And uh, that made me swear off those kind of podcasts. And now I just listen to, like, interviews with comedians and, and uh, Star Trek reviews and stuff. And our stuff, which is largely, like, movie reviews and Star Trek reviews and all that kind of thing. Um... So, yeah, if you're a fan of Novak's work, I would uh, obviously get in line to see this. Um, It is available on uh, streaming. I got it off of Amazon Video and just sat and watched it. It's fairly short, as I said, about an hour 48. Um, I don't know that I... It falls under my thing of I don't go to anything under two hours in a movie theater, unless it's uh, a cartoon. Um, that my wife wants to go to, because I don't think anything under two hours is worth your money with what theaters charge now, but if you can get your hands on this uh, through some means or other, and you're partial to B.J. Novak, or a decent little dark comedy sort of thing, I would do that. Um, So, yeah, thank you for joining me for this, and hopefully... um, this will be a decent recommendation for somebody or uh, if you're in our Facebook group or or if you know anybody that uh, would listen to this, um, feel free to join our Facebook group, The B-Team Podcast, and give me other recommendations for maybe smaller movies that I am not familiar with or that most people wouldn't be familiar with because um, it's almost harder to get smaller movies in front of an audience these days. Uh, because there are so many options now. Um, and I'm sure there are hundreds of small films over the last few years that I have no clue even exist. Um, and I'm, you know, the, the bellwether for smaller movies being really successful these days is something like Everything Everywhere All at Once, which, you know, was a smaller A24 movie then turned into this giant, you know, successful thing, uh, and obviously that's a completely different kind of movie than this. I mean, this vengeance might only appeal to, like, office fans or, you know, uh, people that like uh, murder mystery movies or whatever. But I'm sure there's things out there that we could get a, a larger lens on if um, only made aware that they exist. So uh, feel free to... Uh, Hit us up on the Facebook page, or uh, maybe one of these. I'll create an e- email that I can give out um, for people to send us ideas and things. I was gonna do that last year, but kind of forgot. Um, anyway, thank you for joining me, and um, I hope to have another one of these out shortly with the for the uh, for the John Hem. Uh Fletch Reboot, Confess Fletch, which was just released on uh streaming I want to say yesterday. I did just rent that and was just planning to sit down and watch that. So hope maybe you'll have another one of these for me in a couple of hours. Um and I know we have the other two Lord of the Rings movies to still do. Uh She-Hulk is a couple weeks away from wrapping up. Uh, the Andor series is about to start. This week, I believe, with its first three episodes being released on the 21st of September. Um, So those are all things that we're going to be hitting in the near future. Um, I'm hoping to do uh, at least an individual review of of Quantum Leap, the new NBC uh, reboot slash sequel show. I think it's technically a sequel show. I think they will reference the Scott Bakula character from the original show. I don't think he's gonna show up anytime soon i feel like if it's successful he might um but as of this moment it sounds pretty likely that he will not for now um and i love that original show so i definitely would like to review the new one for at least a little while we'll see how long it's good for um so thank you for joining me and uh Oh, one other thing, Brendan and I have also recorded a book review of the Heat 2 novel uh, written by Michael Mann and Meg Gardner, which will be released later this week. Um, it's our first book review, and he and I were throwing ideas around for a couple more, so maybe that's something we'll start doing. Um, branching out, continuing to branch out the show and what, what it's used for. So, uh, thank you again. And have a great rest of your weekend.